This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. And now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. And passing along the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. I want to take that as my text this morning from Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. And if you so, if you have your Bible, I want to invite you to turn there. Mark's Gospel, the second Gospel in the New Testament after Matthew. Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, uh, and beginning at verse 14. And I've titled my talk this morning, Call and Response. Call and Response. And so, what about calling? Spiritual calling, divine calling, Jesus calling. In the Gospels, in the New Testament, uh, we, we, we read about how Jesus called uh, people while he was on earth and during his ministry, especially in the Galilee. Uh, indeed, in our text, for instance, we see Jesus uh, calling Simon and Andrew and James and John. But, but how do you know for sure if and when Jesus is calling you? And what about uh, responding? In fact, uh, uh, Jesus, if Jesus is calling you, what does it mean to respond? Is listening to Jesus the same as responding? Uh, we listen to people on TV. We listen to people on the radio. Uh, we listen to people at home, at work, at school. Uh, we listen to the words of Jesus when we come to church. And so is listening to Jesus the same as responding to Jesus? Mark tells us that, uh, beginning at verse 14 in our text, that after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came into the Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God, as Mark calls it, uh, saying that, uh, uh, that the time is fulfilled and that the kingdom of God is at hand. And then Jesus says in, res in response, uh, repent and believe this good news. And so, as is explained to us later, and indeed in the sixth chapter of Mark, Herod Antipas uh, had arrested John the Baptist and had thrown him into prison uh, because John had uh, criticized Herod and uh, for this illicit relationship that he was having with his brother Philip's wife. All of this happened in Judea, uh, in what we would call southern Palestine, where Jesus, as it happens, uh, was actually present at the time. Indeed, uh, John had been, or Jesus had been baptized by John the Baptist in Judea. Uh, and then immediately after that, uh, after his baptism, uh, Jesus spent 40 days in the Judean wilderness where he was praying and fasting and even being tempted by Satan. 
And so when all of that was finished and, and Jesus heard what had happened to John, uh, Jesus left the area. He, he left Judea and headed north. He, as we might have, uh, as we might put it, he, he got out of town uh, and he relocated in the region uh, of the Galilee in what we would call Northern Palestine. And Mark says that in the Galilee, Jesus preached. Indeed, uh, Jesus did many things, but one of the things that Jesus did and one of the things that Jesus was, was a preacher. In particular, Jesus was uh, preaching what Mark calls uh, the gospel. Uh, that is the good news, euangelion in the Greek, good news, the, the, the gospel or the good news of God. And, and the content of that gospel, namely, uh, that time as we now know it uh, had come to a critical point, uh, a point of fulfillment, if you like, a point of completion. In particular, Jesus was saying that the kingdom of God was now here, uh, present in our world, uh, in our midst. And that because uh, Jesus, and that was true because uh, Jesus, the king, was present in our midst. And because wherever the king is, uh, there is his kingdom. And so Jesus uh, said, to, given this context and these circumstances, he said to the people, as he's saying to us, repent and believe. Indeed, believe. Uh, 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 take, take it to heart. Take to your own heart everything that Jesus is saying. To believe is not just to hear what Jesus is saying or what he believes, but to make it your own, to make it what you believe. And then to repent. Metanoia, which we talk about, have talked about quite a bit recently because we're in the season of Epiphany, but which means to change your mind. And so Jesus is saying, change your, your way of thinking. Uh, if you like to take on the mind of Christ uh, and to change the way you're living, do what I do, which is what it means to follow Jesus. In other words, Jesus is saying, get prepared and be prepared now, not later, but now, because the kingdom of God is here. It is here and it is coming when it will come in all of its fullness. Eugene Peterson, in his paraphrase, the message, put, it, put Jesus' words this way, where Jesus says, time's up. The kingdom of God is here, and so change your life and believe the message. Which tells us a lot, I think, uh, actually, uh, about what it means uh, to respond to Jesus. Uh, it, it seems to mean a, a great deal more than just listening to Jesus. Indeed, the response that Jesus is looking for from us uh, is a sort of a, an action kind of, uh, of response. Now, not merely listening to what Jesus is saying, but, but doing what Jesus is calling us to do. Indeed, what Jesus is looking for in us is a radical personal change. Uh, what theologians call conversion. Indeed, conversion is not something tame or, or domesticated. It's, it's wild and, and radical to be converted. And not merely that we might know that the kingdom of God is here, but that we might actually become citizens within it. Not ju just something that we might experience in the future, but according to Jesus, something that we would experience even right now.
Indeed, Jesus is speaking to you and calling you right now, not by means of his physical presence. Jesus isn't here. Indeed, uh, as we know, he rose from the dead and he's ascended to the right hand of the Father. And so not by means, he's not calling by means of his physical presence as he did on the shores of the Galilee when he called uh, uh, Peter and Andrew and James and John. But he's still calling and calling you this morning by means of his living word. Not my word, but his word. And what Jesus is looking for in you as he is looking for it in me is an immediate response. He calls, we respond. Indeed, Mark continues picking up at verse 16. He says that passing along the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw Simon and Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. In verse 18, and it says, and immediately, immediately, this is their response, immediately they left their nets and followed him. And then going on a little farther, Jesus saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in their boat, mending their nets. And immediately they, he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat and Zebedee's hired servants and followed him. These men, Simon, Andrew, James, and John were ordinary men. They had a small, they had small fishing businesses there on the Sea of Galilee. And still Jesus, God come to us in the flesh. He calls them to follow him. Indeed, he wanted these ordinary men to follow him, to be citizens in the kingdom of God, to be citizens in his kingdom, to respond to his call and to make the commitment. And what a commitment it is. Indeed, as we read uh, uh, Mark's gospel, and we come to the eighth chapter in verse 34, Jesus talks a little bit more what it means to be a disciple of his. And we read in verse 34 of chapter 8 of Mark's gospel, it says, And calling the crowd, Jesus said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Indeed, when Jesus calls us, he's not asking us to make him part of our life. When Jesus calls us, he is calling us to commit the whole of our life to his, to take up and assume his agenda in the world and to follow that agenda wherever it leads. And this is exactly what to Simon, uh, that is Peter as we would otherwise know him, and Andrew and James and, and John do. In their case, they actually leave their livelihoods to follow Jesus. Uh, but but that's, uh, that's uh, 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 not usually the case. Uh, indeed, uh, um, if you have a le legitimate job, <laughs> uh, Jesus is probably not uh, calling you to leave your job in order to become one of his disciples. Indeed, it's very much more likely that Jesus is calling you to be uh, his disciple at your job. To be his disciple at home, uh, at work, uh, in the church, and in the world, in your private life, 
and in your public life. And Jesus isn't asking us to think about uh, the call. Uh, his, he is calling us uh, to, to make a commitment, not later, not putting it off, but even now, even this morning. And so what's it going to be? Another church service under your belt and then off to lunch? Or an act of radical commitment in response to a radical call, a radical act of commitment that will change your life forever. What's it going to be? Call and respond. Let us pray. It's amazing, Lord, uh, how we might sit in the church or otherwise hear the gospel or be aware of it. And days go by and weeks go by, months go by, even years go by. And it, it never seems quite to penetrate. The call is always sort of a thing over there. Maybe something that Jesus does in the Bible but doesn't do in real life. And yet he does call. And many are called, few are chosen, but but he but he calls nonetheless and i believe he's calling this morning he's uh, calling to those lord who maybe have made a commitment but that uh, maybe they've lost their first love maybe they're persevering and uh, other things that uh, you might find pleasing about their lives but things about which they need to repent impediments uh, in their walk and others who have never really made that commitment, have never really said, I'll follow you anywhere and do anything. Or as we looked at the life of Samuel last week, who will say in all earnestness and with all sincerity and integrity, I'm on deck for you, Lord. You can count on me. You can count on me in every area of my life. I'm yours. I don't have an agenda that I'm asking you to help me with. I'm taking on your agenda and carrying it out and all the things that you call me to do as a father or as a son, as a wife, as a daughter, as an employee, as a member of the church, as a, a member of my community, as a, as a citizen in the nation in which I find myself. And so, Lord, I would pray in as much it is to all of our great benefit <laughs> to answer this radical call, to answer it in a radical and complete way, to say yes and to say it now. And this I pray in Jesus' name, amen.